Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. You're listening to Contact Center Focus, and today we are going to focus in on the Net Promoter Score. So Bob and I are going to take you through what it is. We're going to look at some examples of how to improve it. We're going to make sure you don't take it too seriously, as I said in an almost Scottish accent. And we're really going to labour on something you absolutely mustn't do at the end of your call as you're trying to gather the NPS. So before I pass to Bob, I'm just going to put a bit of context on this. Net Promoter Score has been around since 2003. So we're coming up to 20 years of this measure, this metric, which some companies are wedded to. So, Bob, what is it? Tell us what it is. So the Net Promoter Score is a measure, and many people listening to this will have phone contact centers themselves, and they'll be asked at the end of a transaction to take part in a short survey. And sometimes they agree to this, and sometimes they don't. When they take part in that survey, they are asked to score their interaction with that person out of 10. And that is the Net Promoter Score. So what that measures is how likely are you after that interaction, to recommend this company to friends or family based on the quality of that interaction. So if you've had a really good experience, you might say, oh, yeah, it was fantastic. I'm going to score you 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. And everyone's going to be delighted with that because that's what they're after. They're after 9s and 10s. You might say, yeah, it was pretty good. I'll give you an 8. And they think, hmm, not sure about that. And you might say, yeah, not too bad, 7. And if you had a poor experience, of course, you're going to go further on down uh, towards ones, twos and threes. Now, when it comes to net promoter score, the way they measure it is that anything below a seven is a a neutral uh, or negative score. So you will be a detractor of that brand. Anything that's a seven or an eight is kind of neutral. And then anything that's a nine or a 10 means you're a positive advocate. For that brand. So they really want you to give them nines and tens. That's what they do. And then over time, a contact center will collate all those surveys and go, look, our NPS, our net promoter score is 60%, 70%, which isn't quite good enough. 80%, that's pretty good. 90%, we're right up there delivering fantastic service for our customers and they're all really, really happy with us. So that's how it's used to measure a contact center's service level. Now, in the middle area, as Bob's saying, there's a kind of apathy. The customer isn't that bothered to rave on about you or that bothered to slag you off. And that's why the middle area, the scoring around the middle zone, doesn't really move a company forward. If you're hitting a nine or 10, you're going to absolutely much more likely say, oh, you must ring these people. You must contact them. You must switch your provider. And if you're at the bottom end of the score, you might be pretty active to go on a social media channel and say, I've just spoken to X trying to do my renewal today. They were hopeless. They were rude. So just as Bob's saying, the higher the score, the more likely you are to to recommend. Now, let's also look at what it is. NPS is a belief that your business is going to come from referral and word of mouth beyond anything else, that the third party endorsement stronger than any marketing. So another reason why businesses got so excited about it is they believed that all they needed was a number of their customers raving to other customers 
and their marketing spend would go down. This has not happened. They are still spending as much and not knowing how effective it is because MPS isn't working. And if you listen to our previous episode, things like disloyal bonding are one of the reasons why it isn't working because you're worrying about NPS and yet you're disloyally bonding with customers. So just when you think you've got it cracked, something else comes along. Now, if you want to improve your NPS, the first thing you must do is install a robust sales and service structure into your contact center because that will give you a consistency of service across the brand. So this is the kind of work that we do day in, day out. We install these structures into contact centers. And that means that every person who comes through to you or you ring up is going to get a really good organized conversation. So you'll be setting agendas, asking great questions, getting across the value of your products, handling price objections, negotiating effectively. If you've got all those different things working for you, then that will improve the NPS score you get because you'll be delivering a really good, consistent service. And we know that a decent structure will give you that. So that's the first thing. That's how you do it is to get in a really good structure. We want to talk about why you shouldn't take it too seriously. So if you only come to work being obsessed with your NPS score and you might have a manager who's talking to you or you are a manager listening to this, you have a director or you are a director, you've got a CEO, chairman, someone might be obsessed about NPS in your organization, in your contact center based business. The reason why you cannot take it too seriously is there's a hell of a lot of other stuff going on, such as compliance in the background, making you say certain things in certain ways. And because how you're trying to catch your score also means you mustn't take it too seriously, because some people are asking to be scored highly or discounting and receiving a high score because of the discount. So let me just spend a bit of time on this. Let's imagine that Bob now is going to complain to me about a price and I'm going to do a form of NPS high scoring, which is why you shouldn't take it too seriously. So Bob, there's your renewal. And I hope you're happy with that utility. That's £487.60. No, that's ridiculous. I think that's a really high price. And unless you can, you know, really take a hatchet to that, I'm definitely going to take my business elsewhere. Right. Well, I've just seen on here, you've been with us for 17 years. And so what I'd be prepared to do for that is I'll take off the £87.50 and I'll give it to you for a straight 400. And I hope that makes you realise how valued you are. Blimey. Uh, Okay. Can you do any better than that? Uh, I I could literally go one more 10 pounder and then that's it. So we could do it for 380. 375. Ah, yeah. Okay. We can get the renewal in at 375. Okay. Well, what I would ask is that if you don't mind, after this, you're going to get sent a text, actually. And it really helps me and get on with my manager if you say that I've done a good job. That really matters quite a lot to how we're rewarding for. Sure, sure. I mean, you even managed to make a £10 discount, 20 So that I was really pleased with that. So that was really good. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. So Bob now gets his text and goes, well, that Jeremy character took off the 87.50, took off another tenner, and then extraordinarily, I got a bit more as well. So what should have been 487.50, you got for 375. 375. When he yeah. said you can go an extra 10, you then went to 380, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, so really, really good. That's yeah. that's my interesting math. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so now Bob scores me highly. Yes. And someone there in the organization goes, well, this is jolly good. We're doing really well. Jeremy, good MPS score. Well done. Yeah. But I achieved it. By being useless. I achieved it by being useless and giving away profits and giving away margin. Now, the other thing is you might get some people who behave a bit like this. So let's imagine it's the other way around, Jeremy. 
and um, you are annoyed about your £487 renewal. £487.50. I have been buying my particular service from you for 17 years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, they they send out these things and we're the people who have to deal with it. So your frustration with the price is our frustration having to deal with the people complaining about it, you know. But the good news for you is that I'm going to see what I can do here. Right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the web rate. Okay. Okay, that's the lowest possible price we can do. I can do the whole thing is for renewal for two seven five. Two seven five. So why was I sent? Hang on, why was I sent something for four eight seven fifty? They send these things out. They're chancing their arm. It's ridiculous. They. I, I. I'm a realist. I'm your friend, and I'm going to sort this out for you. And all I'm asking you to do is, when the survey comes through, you give me a ten. Nine or a ten. I can do that for you. What's your name? How will I know how to who, who it is? Well, you don't need to worry about that. You'll get the survey coming through, and it's all sorted. Right. And I've just renewed that for you now. Uh, and there we go. All right. Happy with that? I, I am. Thank you so much. It's great. And then, as I put the phone down, I now sla- say to my wife, "Darling, I've just had this guy slagged off his company. Mm. He obviously can't stand them. I don't think we should renew with them again. You know, make it. Then we'll make this the last year. Then we're off ski. Okay." Now, let's also bear in mind that that person has completely undermined the profitability of the organisation. You know, £200 discount, and they're going to score highly in NPS. Now, that person is going to be a top performer in your organisation, and you'll be rewarding that person every year, going, look at his conversion rate. Look at the way he's selling to all these people, retaining all these customers. He's amazing. No, he's not. He is using the wrong methods to achieve a high NPS score. Now, here's here's a question for you. Let's imagine that customer said, no, I don't like your integrity and I'm leaving the organization. And the person leaves. When that survey comes through, because you still do surveys for people who have left or haven't bought from you, then you've got to think, well, how do I score that company now? Am I going to score them poorly or am I going to score them highly? If a customer leaves, you still want them to score you highly. That's where that consistent conversation comes in. So they go, well, actually... I'm going to leave this company, move to another one. But actually, that person was really good. They defended their organization really well, and I'm going to score them highly. Now, they still may not score you highly because you didn't give them what they wanted. And that's the gray area on NPS. Well, that that's really interesting. Say the per- they would not budge on price. They kept reminding me of the value of the particular service they provided and the fact it had never failed once in 17 years they kept saying is but they're not keeping up with modern prices you could read their review and go actually that's a good salesperson we've got there because they have refused to just drop our drawers and we as a firm that don't discount we need to retain this member of staff and yet they might be punished for not giving the discount because the nps score doesn't go up do you see how tricky this is so uh, we hope we've got you curious about the subject Please, if you do one thing today and nothing else, stop yourself, stop your team, stop the organisation saying nines and tens are good. I mean, that's just the most extraordinary thing to do, really, is hopeless. And in which case, that is a manipulated measure. It's not a true measure. And, and it's interesting, um, you know, Jeremy and I yeah. have uh, teenage children. If my son comes home to me and says, oh, I did a test today, I got eight out of ten. I'd go, oh, that's quite good. And if he says he got nine out of ten, I say that's great. And if he said mm, I've got a seven, I say well you could do a bit better. Now in the UK, eight out of ten isn't bad, but as far as NPS is concerned, it's kind of neutral. And I think that's the difficulty here. Geographically, different measures mm. will mean different things to different people. So to have a universal standard, which is what NPS is, 
I think, is slightly pushing it. So don't take it too seriously, but also understand that if you've got consistency in the way you deal with customers, your NPS will increase anyway. And in fact, if it's an area that you struggle with as an organization, companies like ours specialize in helping brands achieve that consistency and to increase their NPS accordingly. I also think it's fairly laughable to think that after this recording, Bob and I are going to be so busy promoting various brands that we've been dealing with. You know, I know I've got some work to do today, Bob, but I've really got to spend some time doing some social media promoting my, one of my utility companies because I oh. spoke to Gareth today. He was amazing. And I've got to put at least, I don't know, an hour into telling people. I mean, how much energy have we got to promote these brands for free? Yeah. We might say it to somebody on a dog walk down the pub at a barbecue, but are we spending our life being unpaid salespeople with these people? No. I do not want to go to the pub and tell my friends oh, how about boring the things that? that I've bought. I mean, I just don't want to do that. So mm. again, we're slightly pushing that metaphor that people would naturally promote their energy company, their insurance companies, mm. their mortgage company, their bank. Do people really talk about these things that much? I, I'm not so sure. Well, I, I think I should spend some time talking about other things like a great film, a great book, a great series, great music, you know, exhibition. There's other stuff to talk about, folks. Certainly so is. anyway, thanks for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for another one soon. Cheers, Bobby. Bye.